Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about feeling like your skull is on fire and you just have to write a bunch of playbooks before your podcasting partner can even write one. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be talking about a couple new mask playbooks that I've been working on and seeing if we can refine James's. In a weird change of pace and slight role reversal, I have been the one fighting people on the internet and making a fuss, <laughs> um, which is a little bit weird, but I yeah. apparently found something I feel passionate about. Um, I don't know that it's a little weird. I think you just have had most of your fights outside of tabletop RPG circles. That is true, yes. Usually I fight people about politics. Yeah. I, um, am, I am so busy. I've been doing less fighting. Yeah, which is fair. Which is fair. You got yeah. You got you got the stuff to do. Um, exactly. So I wanted. I did want to talk about this because I think this is relevant to game design and game hacking, though, and it's Definitely. kind of news. Um, so Sean K. Reynolds and Shauna Germain wrote a. It's not. Is it a book? Is it a pamphlet? What? Um, what exactly would we call it? Um, it's a. It's a. It's a piece of literature. Um, and it's published by Monty Cook Games for free. So I'll mm-hmm. put the link in the show notes. You can go get it for free. It's also on drive through uh, whatever games. Um, it's, and it's, a, it's a piece of literature called Consent in Gaming. And it is, a, it is basically a safety mechanic. Or it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a bunch of writing about safety mechanics. Yeah, I think that is, from my, my understanding of it, a little bit more accurate. And and one of the things that it did was it proposed this idea of using a sort of stock standard checklist of things that you so you would hand out this sheet to all your players. They could go through and check off the the things that they didn't want to see in the game, the things that will cause them trauma or that have that they that are connected to their trauma in the past, things that will trigger their PTSD, that sort of stuff. So that you could then collect those sheets, go through it in uh, in your head. Um, you don't have to have a conversation about it. You don't have to even share with the other players what your traumas are. Um, and so in this kind of discreet way, especially for con games where you don't know people as well, um, you may not feel as comfortable having that session zero conversation about uh, content. Um, Absolutely. And, and boy, did the idea of a checklist make a lot of people mad. <laughs> that is... Very true. Uh, I, man, I've got so little patience for anyone who it made angry. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, yeah. If, <laughs> oh, let's go ahead and just be <laughs> real frank from the beginning. Uh, if you don't like safety mechanics in games, then like. Yeah. What I heard a lot of was. What, grr, what I heard a lot of was, but if someone comes in and says, that I ha- can't keep X or Y thing in my game, well, then I'll have to change my prep. And I think that something you and I can both agree on is, like, there is no world in which your story is good enough that it's more valid and worthy than your friends. Yeah. And even people who aren't your friends, even just anyone, like, people and their safety is the most important thing. Absolutely. Like, what... Like, so there's, there's really only two situations that you, when you're in gaming, right? You either are playing with people that you know, in which case they're your friends. And of course you should, of course, the moral thing is to care about your friends or they are 
like randos that have done you no harm. And are you going to be someone like, are you going to go and be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a super heroic barbarian fighter, warrior, wizard person who's makes the world a better place. I'm a paladin. I'm, I'm a force of good. And then be making everyone's life worse. Yeah. Like for no reason. No. So, so that's basically that. That's really the long and short of it. It I said that, I said that over and over again to people. (laughs) And, and there are spaces for conversations about like what, what are good safety tools? Mm -hmm. What safety tools should be used what ways uh ways that safety tools are sometimes misused but just going like posting online angrily that you won't be able to have spiders in your dungeon yeah that's like lowest common denominator of internet talk yeah it's not great so i'm not we're not i think we're not necessarily um endorsing this one particular safety mechanic in gen in like specifically but we are endorsing safety mechanics in a broad way and this is a new uh new piece of writing about it and it seems like a pretty nifty checklist and Mm -hmm. i recommend that everyone it's made me think about because i think also like like you said for every group and for every game there may be a a safety mechanic that is more more relative or more um more correct for that game so it's made me think about codifying some safety mechanics into the games that i write and making sure that I'm using at the table them at the tables that I run. Yeah, it's it's interesting seeing uh that this is basically like a multiple choice version of lines and veils essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. I love lines and veils. Lines and veils is my thing. But I've I've been in a situation where I didn't think of something that was a line for me. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards like, ooh, like it Wish came I up had, and I, yeah. I had to X card. Uh which is always so, harder. Always which is always harder. harder, yeah. The X card um, the X card is not is not a good it, it's not a bad safety tool. Yeah. No, the X card Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. It and so it doesn't help people as well as it should. And it isn't enough. Um and so I also wanted to I'll put this in the in the show notes as well. I'm gonna put both of these for real in the show notes, not like the other times when I say I'm going to and then forget. Um, <laughs> Lauren Bryant Monk, who is at JL underscore nice girl, um, made a really cool Google form version of this where you can yeah. copy it and then pass out a link so that people who are playing online uh, or if you're playing at a convention, but you know who your players are going to be in advance, you can send them an email with this this uh, this link, and then they can fill it out online, they can fill it out on their phone, they can send it to you, and then you have it all in a nice spreadsheet. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm right, right now I'm looking at the digital copy thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty darn cool, yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. I can, I can see using this, especially if you're playing with people online. Yeah. Because they just fill it out, and then you can just hit the responses. It's great. Yeah. 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 And so... If you, uh, the thing that I saw a lot of people say was, if you really want a good list of all the people you should block on Twitter in advance, <laughs> go find my argument and just go through that list and block everyone who is not agreeing with me because, boy, yeah, I, were some of them really toxic. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just but whatever. The more they, yeah. like, the thing that I'll always say is the more they fight me and not someone else, the better because <laughs> that's how I choose to use my privilege. I'll fight anyone for as long as I need to to distract them from fighting people who might actually get really hurt. 
So. And it, it, it just makes you more powerful. And it makes me more powerful, yeah. <laughs> Especially when I win, like I did today. Yeah, so. which, which you, you did, I have to say. Full credit. <laughs> you seem to have won many of these fights. Yes. I talked <laughs> to him like, until he decided to block me and run away. Yeah. So I won. <laughs> gotta, okay. gotta get arguing with James on that list. Yeah. So, so that's, I also thought of some really cool, like he threw a whole bunch of like dumb, but what if someone comes in and says they don't want to include X, Y, like these things in the game. And I came up with some really interesting games that I now want to try to run. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I won't even well, get into yeah, it. You best, can go, go do the your best own. way to design is to put constraints on something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but okay. So that's that. That's the thing yeah. that's going on in the gaming industry right now and um support people who write safety mechanics and think yeah. about safety mechanics and think about think of and like it came so i guess a, a tangential conversation that i think is is something we can that i want to talk about quickly is this idea that like a lot of the objection to this thing is that you are by filling out this check checklist and and handing it in you're saying don't include these things in the game or the, yeah. in, in our story and so many people objected to that from a like the GM is the story god, and how dare you at Gross. tell them not to be to it to include something like if yeah. you want to come and prostrate yourself and beg that they not add these things, fine. But to demand that they not include things is is like ridiculous. And boy, could I ever not agree with that more? Yeah. That I if if we had a friend who's like a, a friend, like a good friend of ours and looks, who was like super like in our friend group. And they were like, yep, you cannot make demands of me. you like, you cannot be, you cannot participate in the game. This is my game. I yeah. am the GM. I, I wouldn't play with them anymore. Yeah. And I might not be friends with them anymore yeah. because like, that's such a toxic attitude. That's awful. Yeah. Well, and the thing I keep saying is, well, that's great. You can do your 300 hours of preparation and writing in writing campaign. And it may be the greatest story in the world, but if you don't have any players, like just write a book. Play, you can't play that game. Go write a book. Like you're not like you need players. You need a GM for at least for D and D and a lot of traditional games. There are GM less games, but like you need a table of people. Like that's the why we're doing this. It's, yeah. it's group storytelling, and so like it's not it's not a thing that's being provided by one person that the other people are consuming. You're having a a two way mm. conversation, which is why more than even in like in in any other thing, you need to be respectful and considerate of other people's safety absolutely because they're just as integral to the story as you are yeah absolutely so let's let's just move on because i'm I'm gonna keep i'm gonna i'm just making gross noises yeah i'm 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 very sorry this has been unlistenable i'm sure (laughs) unless james cut all of the times i just made throat sounds nope um okay so we want to talk about something um, positive something positive um so uh, brandon in the time that it has taken me in the time that it's taken me to not produce one masks playbook brandon has conceived of and written i think maybe two or three uh i've got two that i just need to type up Mm -hmm. and i I realized i forgot to write down their um their starting uh labels Uh okay so they're not technically done okay but two that are just need to be typed up and one that i'm like halfway through okay so yeah, showing me up real good. Well, except um, that yours is actually typed. Mine is actually so. typed of what I have. Yeah. Um, and I'm willing to share this template with you Here. so you can use it. Here's here's mine. Oh, I can see it. It's paper. Yep. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. That's proof that it exists. 
God, I forgot. Like, we, so, yeah, I'm just forgetting. I'm seeing things on this on this this wielder playbook that I had forgotten about. <laughs> I just looked at the influence mechanic of where who you give influence to, and yeah. oh, I love it. I love everything about this. <laughs> um, but okay, so yeah, spoilers. We're gonna get to the wielder eventually yeah. and do some more work on that because um, I'm a little bit closer than I thought, and I wanna I wanna like finish it for real because I want people to play it. Yeah, I think it would be awesome to have it be like out there in the world and available yeah because uh, there's a whole bunch of masks playbooks now yeah and podcasts and podcasts oh oh my god yeah okay i gotta <laughs> I say this it. briefly i've started a new project where i'm binging every masks podcast that exists you're crazy um it, there's something like there's over a thousand episodes definitely oh my god and it's 32 different podcasts That's so and episodes. yeah i am currently at a uh, february 2017 okay uh so yeah it's it's a it's a labor of love it's so many but i've got a tweet thread about it yeah if you want to see my thoughts yeah go check it out so i think i'm the first eight masks ap that has ever existed by the way interesting i think that youtube video i made huh. is like the first masks ap total well, nice and the last i'm gonna be the first and the last nice nice <laughs> before, yeah. we, before we close shop we'll make sure we get the last episode yeah my my playlist my the my maskathon is also uh is also a hit list. Yeah. Well, we'll wait until they release masks two, and then when oh, everyone yeah, else yeah. changes, we'll keep doing masks one for like another month. Yeah, because masks two over. is just World of Warcraft for babies. Yeah, ma- masks classic. Yeah, is the only thing our, that our masks classic podcast advanced masks. <laughs> but anyway, so over the course of <laughs> of uh, of uh, listening to these masks podcasts, you have conceived of a couple playbook ideas and done some yes. work on them. So why don't you tell me about what they are first? All right. Uh, so basically, what I started thinking about is what are the things that I'm not seeing in masks? Because uh, there's certain playbooks that uh, that exist. And mm-hmm. that people will sometimes try to essentially remake again. And nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, if you want to uh, re... Like, I've seen several people go like, I want to redo... Um, I want to redo the Reformed in some other way because yeah. I want to take it this other way, right? Uh, and that's that's that thing. It's not really something I'm super interested in because I want to try to hit more character archetypes. Yeah. Like, someday actually, I'm going to rewrite the, the joined playbook so that you are playing two characters at once again because, like it was in the beta. Joined because, classic. Yeah, joined classic because that is, I think, the better way to do that playbook, but that's just me. And and because the, the new version of the joined is uh, World of Warcraft for babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They really wanted the, it this down. Is a, let All someone else let someone else play the other the other half of your character that's like training wheels play two characters at once oh my god so i mean that is a normal thing in a lot of pbta games yeah. apocalypse world has you play two characters although not in the same scene usually oh that's the best uh, way to do it but back on topic um so what i've tried to do is kind of look and see what are the play styles that really aren't in it and I've come up with two that are super specific because I love them so much. Mm-hmm. And one that I think is a little more generic, but is, I think, a huge like gap in masks. Um, that's the one that's only halfway done because I feel like I need to get it perfect. Because yeah. it isn't just me going like, hey, do you guys remember the Star Jammers? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the three playbooks are The Corsair, which is... Uh, you are the captain of a spaceship. 
mm-hmm. and you have like this found family crew that you care about a lot and they you aren't necessarily good at expressing how much they matter to you because you're really disconnected from the rest of the world in a lot of ways and maybe you're worried that everyone just loves you because you've got a super cool car <laughs> uh and uh so that one has like a whole spaceship mechanic interesting it's kind of like your star lord your corsair it does does it have a crew mechanic no the rest of the crew is the rest of the players okay so like you're playing if you're playing the guardians of the galaxy then one of you is corsair uh is the corsair if you're playing the star jammers one of you is corsair the corsair <laughs> uh but if you're playing guardians of the galaxy then God. no yeah. one knows star jammer so why? it's weird it, i was just thinking it's weird that that we haven't really seen a um uh, Starjammer movie, yeah. <laughs> what's the um? What's the the Apocalypse World playbook where you have like a gang, isn't or like oh the uh, Chopper, is the that Chopper? It? Or there's or um, I'm, God, I haven't played Apocalypse World in so long. The Hard Holder is the one the that has the, the 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 base, yeah. Um, and isn't there like a cult leader too? Yes. Like there isn't um, there isn't really a masks playbook that has a bunch of mooks that like follow or like a team. Well, hey. You want to know what my second one what is? What is it? Is it that exactly? My second one is The Public Face. Um, it is uh, Roberto da Costa okay. uh, in the USA Ventures. Nice. So I'm uh, one step ahead of being behind you. Yeah. And if, uh, if I, had, I felt like I had to come up with like even one other media touchstone. <laughs> and so I threw Iron Man on there also. Yeah. And God, there's got to be more, has, more heroes that ran companies. Or something like that. Yeah, there, there's others. Like there's, um, there's a Peter Parker that runs a company. Huh. Um, I don't remember which one it is. I mean, Superior Spider-Man is a little bit, kind of not, a little bit, a little bit a, a and B. Uh, but basically, the public face, you're going like, hey, you've got a ton of money mm-hmm. and a corporation and some neat stuff, and so you start the game, you start each session, or when time passes, you roll to see how much money your company is making and how much money you have. (laughs) And you spend that money like a Nova in order to do cool stuff. Interesting. Um, The Atom um, is Mm, another character who is not a child character, a youth character, but... Yeah, I mean, like, neither is Roberto da Costa, so... Yeah. And then the the third one is um, The Warrior, which is basically, like, I was listening... I've listened to so many podcasts, but... (laughs) There's a bunch of people that have been like, oh, I'm going to play Drax the Destroyer mm. as an outsider, right? Like you've got, um, you've got uh, Nazgrim Bloodscale yeah. from Nerds on a Roll is like the perfect example of I want to be a cool, rad warrior alien. Mm-hmm. And the outsider has some stuff that benefits that. But like you start at danger minus one. Yeah. So you're not, you're not a warrior. How can I play Conan? Like, yeah, how can I play Conan? How can I play someone from Weird, Weird World? How can I play uh, the Hulk? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I play Drax? You know, something. You're there to to do big fightings. Let's talk about um, the Corsair. Sure. Um, so, so, so besides um, Star Lord, Star Lord. There we Peter. go. What are what other touchstones are there for that playbook? Uh, so there is. Corsair from the Star Jammers. Okay. I'm actually sure uh, that I'm familiar with the Star Jammers. Oh, the Star I Jammers. Keep nodding so like good. I am. Look up the Star Jammers and just look at the beautiful image. Audio medium. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I'm, I'm going to put a lot of colors here. I just love them. The Star Jammers are maybe 
my favorite stupid comic. There's a mustachioed man with a gun. That's Corsair. And a sash. There's yeah. a, a yellow gentleman with a blue eye patch and a robot arm. Yes. Uh, there's a green fish man. Yes. Um, there's a, a lady flying with fire and a halo around her head. Yes. And then there's some other people. Yeah. Uh, oh, a squirrel. They're the best. What? Yeah, there's a, a there's a weird like there's like a weird like okay. uh, I'm seeing now that Corsair squirrel. also has a, just a normal sword. Oh yeah, he has a <laughs> he has just a regular sword. Yeah, they've got like they've got like a a monkey owl. Yep. They've got uh a squirrel girl that is not squirrel girl. Interesting. Um and she's definitely not a squirrel. She's because she's from a different planet. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah. Uh and the squirrel the <laughs> the monkey owl is definitely not uh a monkey or an owl it's star gemmers is amazingly <laughs> bad in some ways uh, but it's, i'm seeing in this one oh, picture so they have good. what I looks like it. a submarine fish helicopter yeah that sounds right <laughs> is that is that their ship uh no or is that it's, it's just like smaller thing? than a person thing. it just looks like a bird oh yes um oh uh, what's wrong with me sikorsky plausible <laughs> i think i think that's sikorsky okay it's something like that it is a it is a helicopter company i believe okay that it's named after uh but but yeah so like there are just yes, these sikorsky, space I've adventure confirmed. comics <laughs> nice uh there are these space adventure comics that like exist and are amazing um like guardians of the galaxy like as guardians of the galaxy um like the times that the x-men have been in space yeah um and they're the best and they they have to have a uh, captain who probably has like a gun and maybe rocket boots that is trying to just keep this family together, but okay. they're not good enough at it. So uh, yeah, so walk me through this playbook then. Okay, so you get a ship, of course. Um, you have there's a couple there's like a new little system for the ship mm-hmm. because my assumption is that you're going to be playing in some kind of a playset that is looking at like the hold of your ship. Like you're going to be selling goods. You're going to be moving okay. goods. You're going to be moving whatever. Right. So you pick the, the chassis of your ship, whether you're like a fighter, a scout, a jumper, or a skiff, which gets you some ship armor mm-hmm. and some supply as well as like a damage rating. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure on that yet, but I, I want it to not just be conditions for ship to ship combat. Okay. Uh, because while sh- that is awesome and cool i want to also be able to go like yeah but upgrade your ship so you're kind of writing a little bit of like ship to ship combat or sort of a little bit yeah and like that might be pulled okay but also like obviously you get you get to choose like some abilities for your ship Mm -hmm. you pick some a couple advantages a couple of drawbacks uh and like some of the some of them are pretty obvious things like advanced shields or like uh targeting systems Mm -hmm. and but there's also like arcana craft uh luxury accommodations you can have like a conspicuous uh ship it could be a gas guzzler i'm I'm taking a little bit from a firefly also because it's convenient yeah yeah Uh, and because there are people that will look oh this is a space pirate and go for that uh needless say you also have like your own personal weapons Mm -hmm. your own personal abilities (laughs) sword and pistol yeah uh plasma blasts and uh oh do i not have pistol oh beam weaponry okay that's what it is yeah i covered both um 
and uh, and then you get some moves. Uh, should I go through the moves or yeah, or I won't just go through them wanna, like word for word, but kind I of guess, what their idea is. Yeah, do that. Uh, so you have one that when your ship would mark harm, you can mark a condition instead. Uh, when you set course for a port, you can talk about an old friend who is there oh, and like cool. have some kind of a connection with them that might be them. It's it's actually um it's uh hit it's almost hit the streets mm-hmm. from uh Urban Shadows. That's it's cool. kind of like based off that. I love Masks needs more moves like that that create NPCs. I love NPCs. Because they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh when you defend someone using your spaceship, you can bring them on board your ship. Uh when you provoke someone into focusing on you, you can act annoying to make them susceptible of their words, whether they were or not. That's what I did on Twitter today. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's kind of like the Star Lord in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh, look at me, look at me, dance contest. I'm Star Lord. That's terrifying. <laughs> you are Star Lord. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. But if right. it helps, I'm probably Rocket. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, and then there's like a there's a rumor information gathering one that I'm not 100 percent sure mm-hmm. on. It's experiencing a phenomena from a far off world, uh, which is a little close to the nomad mm. so i want to make it different from the nomad but i didn't have the nomads move in front of me okay and my personal favorite uh when you step in to intervene to stop a conflict or when you stop uh in- step in to break up a fight uh you can roll and de-escalate the situation oh cool but if you get a seven to nine you have to admit your true feelings to the two people involved in the fight <laughs> Uh, so it's kind of like that thing where it's like you're like stepping in, you're like, no, stop, like you know, we're, we're and you're trying to like explain I love things, both but of you're you. not necessarily good at it. Stop I love fighting. both of you. Stop fighting. <laughs> we're a family, and this guy's being like a real jerk about it, but but we care about each other, and so then you're just like awkwardly there. This guy's being like a real dad to me. Yeah. <laughs> stop fighting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just kind of to get that Star Lord in the Star Lord in the bar. Or Corsair and mm-hmm. so many times that he cannot manage his crew. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's basically the concept. I've got like a moment of truth, um, celebrating with a crewmate, expressing weakness, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, so I want to jump back a little bit towards the beginning of this. So you know you want to yeah. write this playbook. Um, yes. And you know that you want to, you have some some of those those touchstones um, so where did you start designing this playbook? Did you start with the spaceship or did you start with like the rest of the character? So I started by coming up with like, like I threw down like a quick description, mm-hmm. like just like a, the touchstone kind of thing that they have. It's not very good. I'm going to rewrite it after I've finished, yeah. like now that I've finished it, but it was something for me to look back to if I started to get stuck. Uh, then I basically was like, does this have does this need a feature? And I did a little bit of thinking on the feature, which in this case, it does need the feature. And then I wrote abilities. Because I felt like once I had, because I felt like I needed to figure out, like, if it's about a thing, if it's got one big featured move, then everything should come off of that. If it doesn't, then I can just write some moves, right? Uh, But once I had that made, I came up with abilities and then just pretty much moved on to moves and just... Okay, cool. Checked things cool, cool, off cool. going through. Cool. Oh, I also didn't write like backstory questions yet. Okay, mm. so this is a little further from done than I thought it was. Okay. But backstory questions and when our team came together will take like minutes. So yeah. um, so the public face was the next one that we talked about. 
and that's yes. your Robert DaCosta, your your Kid Iron Man, uh, mm-hmm. maybe your Spider Man, um, and so. Well, I guess I guess let's just before we even dive into the rest of it, what's what? Where did you start with this playbook? What was the the sort of core thing you pulled out of those characters that you wanted to recreate? Uh, that I really love the USA Avengers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was basically just going like, basically what I was thinking about as I was thinking of these characters is going, what if you are, what if you're like looking at the world and you're not an idealistic teen? Okay, like. Even the delinquent, even the sign, even the reformed, there's like a level of of idealism of going. I'm going to put on a costume and be a superhero. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to kind of play with a character type that was like really kind of seeing things as it was and going, hey, I have an enormous amount of money. I could make myself a super pretty suit and I'm going to make myself a super pretty suit. <laughs> but also I can just like, I can just have the i can have my security forces like cordon off a block yeah 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 okay and just have that done okay so uh, and then like kind of playing with the fact that like adults don't like it when teenagers yeah, are having kind of like and rational around, yeah yeah like even even just like even the money aside i feel like there's like a thing with adults that like when a teenager starts like really talking a lot of sense it's like a little intimidating yeah uh at least that's something that i experienced when now i'm going like oh as a teenager i made a lot of sense yeah uh most of the time i didn't but like when you have like those moments that you're going like oh no this is how the world works Mm -hmm. that's like that's a little like yeah well i mean disconcerting for people even without getting like too overly political about it like there are a bunch Mm. of kids these like right now who are like here is the problem with guns in america yeah or here's the problem with global warming and they're young kids who are talking the truth and mm-hmm. and that makes people really uncomfortable. And the the way that they're being attacked is not like being responded to on any yeah. legitimate level, but just trying to shut them down. Yeah. That's, so that's kind of what I wanted to try to capture. Because I was definitely wondering, I think the thing I was wondering most about that playbook was both of those touchstone characters are adults. And so yes. how are you going to bring like the question I always ask people when they start talking about a masks playbook is how are you bringing a like the youth aspect? Like what is the yeah, what is the what is the part of this character's playbook that makes this character a child? Why is this not a mutants and masterminds character? Like why? Yeah. And part of that is also that I don't necessarily just think of masks as a teenage game. OK, uh, like the X-Men are a masks game. Uh, there's times that the X-Men are not a masks game, mm-hmm. but like if you go to like X-Men number one, yeah. they are in their young 20s. Yeah, definitely. they are. They don't know who yeah. they are. I think it's the key exactly. is that like moving label. You still don't quite know who you are, where you fit in the world. Yeah. And like if you watch Iron Man one, uh, Obadiah is shifting uh, Tony's labels constantly. Yeah. I mean, even and frankly, like that, that's kind of the feel that I want to get. Even there's a um, I don't remember that. I'll never remember, pull out of my mind what the run is about. But there is a there is a run where Obadiah takes like he successfully takes over 
all yeah. of um, uh, Stark Enterprises, and Stark uh, like Tony has to go live on the streets in California somewhere, and he like meets up with some family who like takes him in, and he helps them build like a medical company from scratch by like squatting in a fact random factory yeah. until no one will like take it back from him. And yeah. like, that's like, there, there's a, I mean, he's an adult in that, in that, but he does a lot of soul searching and listening to what other people say about him in a way Absolutely. that is very masksy. Yeah. And like, there's other characters also that have had, I think, um, Amadeus Cho has had some, has had some corporate backing at times mm-hmm. that he used a little bit. Um, although I'm, I'm not gonna be able to remember the exact issue that that happened, but like, you know, that's, that's kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, the whiz kid is certainly a thing, even if sometimes yeah. the whiz kid is in their thirties. Yeah. So this is like, if, if you're like, this is where you're not playing the brain, but you're playing the brain, like the brain is more defined by like their creations and their, and their failures. Mm-hmm. This is more of a character who like is the brain, but used all of their, their brilliance to make a company that's making a lot of money. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe like Roberto da Costa, uh, bought his company. Uh, he okay. got a huge inheritance and just bought okay. it. Okay. Oh, okay. So like you don't need to be a super a super genius yeah. to to do this. Okay. So does this playbook have a feature? Yes, it does. Okay. So tell me about uh, this playbook it, more then. All right. It's so uh when time goes by, you roll with some questions. Uh because I am that guy. Mm-hmm. Um and basically so it is looking at if you've been doing things to help the company while avoiding disappointing the company. It's a little bit like the legacy the legacy role mm-hmm. of like, have you been living up to the thing of everything like that? But it has some minuses in there as well. Like, did you damage company property last time? And like, have you done things that shame the company? And so you get profit that you then can spend to do specific neat things like the Nova. But instead of being able to just charge up at any minute, if you spend all your money, you've spent all your money. Until time goes by. I'm thinking also of adding some kind of a, like, uh, like shareholder, like some kind of enemy to it as well. Hmm. Whether it's like the government doesn't like what you're doing, the shareholders mm-hmm. don't like what you're doing, something like that, that like ticks up slowly and causes some major issues for you. But I'm not sure what those, that is yet. So how does the money part of this work? So you make a roll, you have profit, you get like, I started it at five profit. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that that will hopefully last a session. I might actually be able to lower that amount Mm -hmm. because the actions that you take are relatively big ones. But like an example move that you can do with this is all all of these are temporary move names because I want to take specific comic book quotes because this is masks. Um, Spend one profit to get an air, sea or ground pickup from a company vehicle (laughs) from an appropriate evac site. Nice. So that like you're just like you're there and things are looking bad and it's just like the helicopter arrives nice. just immediately and it's your company helicopter and it's awesome. Uh, spend one profit to temporarily take over a city resource. Uh, spend uh, spend one profit to bypass initial security of a business or standard government building. Spend two to bypass for a supers organization. So like you just yeah. you know. You show up on the red carpet. You look great. Yeah. And you just walk in. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Which I also like, one of the things I like about this playbook is also the idea that you can just bypass a lot of the boring stuff in masks mm-hmm. where we're like, how do we get into the villain's hideout? And it's like, yeah. yeah. 
and it turns it into like a showy scene too where if you're just exactly. like flashing cash to get in yeah um and so like basically it's the idea is just to like have convenient to basically have like just a convenient answer that you can do right away but it makes it harder for you in the future i might be rewriting the profit move to make it so that like basically you roll with how much you have left uh so that you're like incentivized to not spend but i don't know because i i want people to spend yeah yeah because it's no fun if they don't spend yeah absolutely spend one profit to have a prototype device that can do the impossible once that's so good that kind of thing i love this so so you just kind of like go in and like no one takes you seriously because you are the suit yeah uh and it's like your move you have um it it currently has two celebration moves uh one if you have like a normal celebration and one if you throw a bunch of money at the celebration (laughs) i like that so you can actually spend profit to do a different uh, celebration move. Nice. That's like a little more shallow. Yeah. But if it goes poorly, you can take a powerful blow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. How could a celebration go poorly? Well, uh, if they, if you oh, ask them if they're having right, fun, right, okay. if they're not having fun, oh, then like, you know. Nice. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. It's moment of truth is a little bit like uh, the outsiders, but you are the force mm-hmm. like you know basically you get to come in with like your your train like it's it's tony stark arriving and going like hey look at all of these Iron tony stark suits, suits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the it's the u.s government at the end of jurassic park yes too. yeah or the or the end of every zombie movie yeah except it's this dude that we hang out with yeah and his weird company and all, and of, his it, and all of his money yeah exactly I, I like that a lot I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to getting it a little cleaned up and maybe maybe seeing if we can play it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz one thing I'd love to do is get these on is get these on Protean City, of course. Yeah. Well, and they'll probably all end up being part of our extended Protean City masks uh uh supplement that we will eventually Maybe write. maybe if we end up doing that uh, so that you can all play in Protean City. <laughs> Um, but I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to try to get these typed up, put together, probably put them on itch. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then yeah. what was the last one you said? It was sort of partially. Yeah, it's the warrior. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's going to be a much, it doesn't have a feature. I don't think. Okay. Um, it's basically like, you know, you are, it's, uh, who is it that's in Hercules? Mm. You know, Hercules in yeah. Marvel. Yeah. 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 Not, not Hercules in general. Yeah. Just Hercules, Hercules in, in Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the, like you're playing Hercules or World War Hulk. The times uh, when Thor is actually the god is just act. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like not necessarily uh, godliness is not part of it, but yeah, just being yeah, like, yeah. yes, you are the best at fighting, yeah. and you are here to fight things. Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, but also <laughs> like having like the aspect of of your pride and everything like that, and needing to mm. kind of prove yourself, prove your metal. A bullseye. <laughs> That's not a hero, but yeah, I can kind of see it though. He's yeah, he's yeah, because he's all like, "I am the best killer." Yeah, I need to show everybody that I am the best killer, yeah. and he admittedly is. Yeah, yeah. Um, he never misses, except yeah, that he does all the time. Does. Yeah, <laughs> well, once a comic. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Okay, cool. So that's yeah. that. That's the stuff you've been working on. Yeah, and so uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I feel like it's uh, they're headed somewhere. I I haven't seen other people do these specific things, mm-hmm. which is also a thing that I think is fun. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that's a little bit weird about my wielder playbook is I've seen now start to see people doing things that are similar. It's not quite yeah. the same. Like, so let's let me actually just go through this because I think it'll be to remind people where we are with the plate with the wielder because it's been a little while. Um, yeah. The concept of the wielder. I don't really love that name, but it's, um, it is the, it is, um, it is mostly a Robbie Reyes ghost rider or, uh, venom playbook. Yeah. Um, it is a little bit captain Britain when captain Britain gets the Excalibur. Um, it's a little bit, um, witch blade. It's a little bit, um, we're doing a really good job making these references yeah. like super accessible. It's a like, little bit. You couldn't just say Ghost Rider. You had to say specifically Robbie Reyes. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> um, oh, and it's a little. It's a little. It's a little bit Bilbo Baggins, but that's a whole other thing. Um, and and so so it is. The, it is a character who oh, has a um, a magical item or something that gives them a power. So they don't themselves have any powers, but the uh, the magical item or something it is gives them powers and so like the abilities they have written down here are a mythical weapon a sentient vehicle an adaptive suit of armor a ring that is a source of power or an ancient artifact because that's my little bit of it's maybe also uh sailor moon can i hit you with something like right away sure i don't think those are abilities no i think uh i think it makes sense to have a form factor okay of those things probably listed under abilities and then have a separate line of things that are what you get from it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, okay. So if you hear a little typing in the background, I am going to be trying to type this as we go. Um, hopefully it'll be quiet. Okay. So yeah, that, okay. I can see that. Yeah. So that's more like. You can what, have something like superior strength. Yeah. Incredible magic. Yeah. Truth uh, seeing or, or. Car. Yeah. Car. Fire car. Fire car. Fire skull. <laughs> It's um transformation sequence um so that's that i'm gonna so take transformation sequence and fire skull and that's it yep <laughs> just spin in a circle and my head becomes fire skull <laughs> so so that's that's kind of where they are i i have uh, so here's the the feature because i think starting with the feature is again kind of where this is centered around the idea yeah. is that you have this item and the item doesn't give you powers for nothing the venom wants to like push the person who is wearing it to the extremes of their 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 um their personality the the ghost ride like the the rider wants you to find injustice and demons and stuff and send them back to hell um or is a serial killer. Or is a serial killer. Um, yeah. The 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 cat who talks to Sailor Moon wants her to believe in friendship and truth and love and all that stuff. Um, That's such a blind spot for me. Uh, Witchblade um, wants you to do something. Um, Kit wants you to solve crimes. Uh, whatever the heck uh, Knight Rider does. I almost, I almost made the joke about adding Knight Rider to that list, but I think you must have already had it. So okay, 
So here, so th- there are two things that the that the um, that that the relic. I keep calling it the relic. I think that's where I am. Um, I think that's cool. the word that I like the best for this. And you have so basically right off the bat, you choose two things. There is a list of things that the relic demands and things yeah. the relic won't stand for. I think that cool. the, the list of things the relic won't stand for is the more is the more um, built out list. That's lies, weakness, injustice, betrayal, pain, conflict, um, that sort of stuff. And that is the like, what like the the item which will talk to you in some way um, through. You're like this is you signaling to the GM what the the item should be demanding at all times. Yeah. Um, and then I think that maybe the, the what the what the relic demands that may have been like a it's a, it's here on my page and I and I kind of like the idea that it has a thing that it wants and things that it doesn't want but I yeah. but I'm not like I'm not feeling that like maybe I even need that so I could see a thing where like where you're balancing having it having influence over you or not yeah that's not or it having some kind of track on like another yeah I, like so, another uh, so jumping down this is why i don't think we need that um because okay. really the core currency around this around this uh its demands are conditions um, okay and so when oh, the right, item yeah. demands you take an action you get plus one forward toward acting in line with its demands and if you fail to do it or won't do it you mark a condition um, okay. When you try to resist the will of the item, you roll plus your conditions marked. On a hit, you resist its demands. Act immediately to prove that its way was wrong. On a 10 plus, okay. you create an opportunity that wouldn't have been available if you had done what it wanted. And on a miss, you mark a condition cr- and you cross off your power uh, until you take an action or until you do the thing it wanted or bargain for power. Okay. And so that's the like it can't it won't stand for lies and you're lying to get out of class so the item is going to say no 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 go back and tell your teacher the truth that you're a superhero yeah. and you need to go fight this demon or yeah. one of your friends li- like the janice in your party lies to their parents about where you're going and the relic is like no 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 go tell them the truth about where you're going or i'm taking away your powers yeah um I like because again, it's that that sounds very parental, but I don't mean it to be yeah. more parental. It's more of this like it's trying to bully you into being like it, and yeah. um, and I think that, and so then so then you if if you fail, you mark conditions, you become more emotional and out of control of yourself until like that ends up building up because you when you roll to resist, you're rolling plus conditions marked. So the more conditions you yeah. have marked, the better you are at resisting what it wants. Cool. So, so I I wonder if I would tweak this maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could see a, a version of this move where you pick a couple of options, like clearing a condition mm-hmm. or even like taking plus one forward against it or something like that, just because that way you have it situationally. Mm-hmm. Because it won't always necessarily make sense to create an opportunity that wouldn't have been available. Yeah. Yeah, I think I need to rework the ten plus one at least. Um, but I think that I think that this does give us a starting place. Yeah, that like this could be reworked into something different if we want to, or it could be like a, a good place to yeah. to kick off from. I really like the core there of the when it demands something, 
it's easier for you to do that thing. Like there's no yeah. there's no move. You just get a plus one. It's just like easier. I almost want to even make maybe make that a plus one ongoing to do the thing. Mm. Um, like I want to make it really powerful because those things are like really big picture. Yeah, like those are the because thi- it's supposed to be a thing that it won't stand for. So that is like any amount of lying any amount of yeah. injustice like you see some people like mugging someone on the street you cannot move past without yeah resisting its demands but doing the thing that it wants you get a big bonus and then i really like I the, the balance of rolling plus conditions marked so that it's like it's destabilizing you more and more and more until you have your final stand moment where you say no i will not do this i am going to do yeah. what i want because i am a person yeah and you don't control me when you uh put the put the hulk back in the trunk yeah 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 Yeah. so moving up to the moves yeah here are the moves as we had roughly laid them out i just have like the trigger really um yeah i have when you bargain for more power that is both i just want more power to do something that i can't do right now i think it's going to be a slightly modified like unleash your powers role um, probably not that format, but the same idea. Like you're extending your powers. You're trying to do something. You need a bigger car. You need a larger yeah. flaming skull. Um, you need to summon the whip or whatever. Always. Um, and or it's the you've had you've lost your powers because you refused to do what the what the the item the relic wanted, and so it took them away. And so this is yeah. bargaining for your powers back. And so it's gonna have it's gonna be a roll. It's going to be probably that could be like a hmm? parlay. That could be like a parlay move. Yeah, from Dungeon World almost. Interesting. I'm gonna make a note of that. Um, I think let's. I feel like that is a core move. I feel like that is maybe a move you have to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not certain that it isn't part of the. I think I want it to be different, but the, I think uh, that it is okay because I like the idea. So if the like distinction, the from if the distinction between regular moves and th- those moves that fall under the uh, the the feature is that the regular moves are moves that other playbooks can take. I think it's a oh, move true. that other playbooks can take. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I love that. So um, I just want to run through these really quickly, though, before we move on. Um, so would you bargain for more power uh, when you stand up for someone? No one else will. Because, again, it's it's kind of this is the playbook that's a little bit bullying. about bullying. Um, yeah. When you lie to the item to avoid an action that um, that may overlap with the when you resist the will of the item in a way that yeah. I don't know if we need that anymore. Yeah, um, might not. And then when you demand someone else lives up to the relics ideals, that's the like that. you and the and the relic are aligned, and you're that's the it's a basically it's a pr- powerful provoke move. Yeah, I like that a lot. Only those who are worthy, yeah. can wield the flaming skull. Yeah, prove yourself worthy. <laughs> yeah. So. So I think from here, it's time to start making a couple of these moves. Yeah. So you, is that where you're... Yeah, yeah. Going? I was going to open up... You said it was like Parlay and Dungeon World. I was going to yeah. open up Dungeon World. Cause so in Dungeon World, you can roll to Parlay. And you basically are asking them to do something. And on a hit, they do it, essentially. Uh, on a seven to nine... So like you're like making a deal, basically. If, mm-hmm. they're, if they'd be willing to make the deal. On a seven to nine, they need like immediate proof of your side of the deal and on a 10 plus they basically do it um there's some gm fiat in that of like who's willing yeah to yeah. bargain with you and not um 
but it's basically like when you are I, I don't have the exact word yeah on. i do it's when you it when you have leverage me. on a gm character and manipulate them roll plus charisma leverage is something you they they need or want on a 10 plus they do what you ask if you first promise what they ask of you on a seven to nine, they will do what you ask, but need some concrete insurance, concrete assurance of your promise right now. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely a a good thing. Um, interestingly, something that I was thinking of is so I had been assuming that the mo- that the power, the ability, was one of those things from the top. If we are saying now that you have yeah. a form factor, and then there are abilities, I'll probably do it in a format where you'll there will be a list of like whatever eight of them and you'll choose two that are the abilities yeah. you get. And so when you when you cross out an ability because you failed to do what the item wanted, maybe you only lose one of the two abilities. Oh yeah. Which lets us so which which lets me say when you bargain for more power, if you fail that roll, you lose another ability. Yes. Because that or you lose an ability. Yeah, because so that way if you if you succeed, you're you're clearing all of your obligations or whatever you not clearing all your obligations, but you're clearing the marks. So you get your powers yeah. back. Like you successfully bargained for powers, plus maybe you got something else. Um and well no, because then You could make the six minus like them making a horrific demand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you you need to truly atone in some way. Huh. Yeah, because I want there I want there to be a fit. Like the problem with I like parlay. I like that idea that yeah. you're sort of like making a bargain, and the GM like has to tell you whether or not that bargain is like even good enough for them to be like interested in having you make the roll. Um, yeah, and I but I think that it needs to have more punch if you fail, because here you're bargaining. Yeah, well, basic moves. So there's also the difference between like the basic moves and the playbook moves, right? Mm-hmm. Like playbook moves, ideally you have you have the miscondition. Mm-hmm. So like when you bargain for more power, what do you want to roll plus? Um, I think it's gotta be freak because okay, freak cool. is also when you are owning your powers, when you're saying like, this is who I am. This is like, I'm not weird. This is like, um, you're sort of in, in, in your, your connect, your, your, like you're accepting of who you are. Um, Okay, cool. And so I think that's what this is. This is like you're you're saying, yes, I have these weird powers where I have like I have to like communicate with this this entity that grants me the powers, and that's okay. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like like normally you're probably you're focusing so much on resisting what it's asking you to do. This is the where you turn and say, no, 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 give me even more powers, and I'll promise even more things to you because I need them to save someone. Yeah. So when you bargain for more power, roll plus freak uh, on a hit your relic gives you access gives you access to an ability from a to a, maybe even just an like ability an, ability an unmarked situation. ability yeah like an ability that suits or it could be an unmarked ability or it could just be an ability that suits the situation yeah okay and yeah yeah so uh so yeah when you on a hit you gain a, you gain um you gain access to an ability that suits the situation on a 10 plus um, you have to make a promise first or you, you like whatever they agree to your bargain on a, yeah. on that seven to nine, they'll agree, but you have to do something concrete now to prove that you're, that you're serious yeah. about this. And then maybe on a six minus 
they demand some they demand something immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They demand they demand you do the thing you avoided doing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, or they demand something hard immediately. Because like the seven to nine, you could bargain and they say, All right, I need to see it now. And you go, Nope, not gonna do it. Yeah. The six minus that like does the move snowball of you might now need to try to resist the will of the item. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that a lot. And I definitely think that, that is definitely a move that you have to start with. This is I think so, this is probably going to like, be a feature that move and maybe pick one more. Yeah, it's a, it's I think a, probably. It's a lot like the soldier in its format, I think. Yeah, cuz like cuz you do have you have the when the the item demanding action. Yeah. Which is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. The resisting which can be a positive thing, which is good. Yeah. That's how all moves should be. Um, and the bargain for power is a positive thing. And then one other. Yeah, that's four. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, so, so there's that. I think, uh, so I had also thrown down at the bottom under the feature a, when someone else tries to wield the item power. Um, I don't know what, if I want that to be in, I don't know if that's necessary. That's a little bit more when I was thinking about it a little bit, being a little bit more like, um, the kind of like witch blady, um, Mm-hmm. Green Lantern, um, when, uh, like when 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 um when someone else tries to use the the Phoenix Force, or when yeah. um when uh, uh yeah when Jane Foster picks up the hammer when when the Flash like gives someone else access to the Speed Force or someone else gets access to the Speed Force temporarily, um yeah. I'm not sure I'm really going in that direction as much anymore. So I mean that could also be a move. Hmm? That could also be an individual move that you select. Okay, interesting. Yeah, when you when someone else tries to use your when someone else tries to control your powers. Yeah, or when you hand over con, when you hand over control of the powers. Okay, I bet there's a great Robbie Reyes yeah. line yeah, yeah, you can yeah. get about handing over. Yeah, because he has definitely occasionally handed over the the rider to someone else temporarily. Uh, I. Th- I don't know if he has. I just know he's given control up to Eli before. He did. So. Well, so it's not in the comics, but he did in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Okay. He gives it up, he gives it up to one of the other agents. Uh, okay. And it's a, it's a weird, weird move. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. God, I, I cannot recommend that 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 series in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. enough. I need to watch it. They, it it's the same kid who's playing um, the new Terminator in the new Terminator movie that's coming out. And he is okay. so perfect for that Robbie Reyes role. It's like not even funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go look up Robbie Reyes. I recommend that. I recommend the, uh, that run of, of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I also really recommend the, the, that first run of the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider comic. It's intense. It's, it's incredible. The artwork is just, yeah. like, it's the most unlike any other comic I've ever yeah. read in my life. It's just absolutely it's so beautiful. It's so cool. And it's such a good uh, story. Yeah. And a little horrific. Yeah. But yeah, that's where the, like you get the, the real like, like really what the demon thing wants is not like a terrible thing, but it's just like, it's a mur- like it's a, I think it's a murderer. It's the ghost yeah, of a murderer. Yeah. And like, it wants him to just like always go after people and it's constantly whispering and offering him more power. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. That's, um, that's that. 
that's and that's that's what I think that feel you want to have is yeah okay, is like that cool, cool, constant cool. presence of the possibility of just like hey you could do this basically like that bargain for more power I feel like that should feel like the Nova mm-hmm. but like it's gonna be in a second it's really swingy it should be like yeah do this one thing but if you fail the role it's gonna demand something powerful right now so I feel like we should come back to the wielder yes soon yes maybe even next episode yeah. between now and let's then let's finish it i'm gonna spend six 14 to 16 hours on a plane so oh, okay i'm flying to the uk uh and yeah. so i think on that plane ride and i'm and oh, when i'm in the uk i'm gonna try to to write the rest of this playbook that's great yeah that's my and then we can kind of try to come back and do a do a postmortem on writing up a a playbook. If you yeah, like. I think so. I've been certainly yeah. been talking about this playbook playbook long enough. I want to finish it. I recently got that uh, that I'm writing that I've officially now registered for Metatopia, so I need to be writing my nice. a space between, <laughs> and so I have become hyper productive on everything except that. Oh yeah, that's exactly how it works. So yeah. that's that. All right, fantastic. So I'm looking forward to it. So if you have masks playbooks that you really like or if you have ideas for masks playbooks that you would like to see uh let us know about them you can find us both on twitter at stop hack and roll or individually i'm b leon gambetta and i'm at and the meltdowns you can find all of our episodes and some of the links to some of the games we've been making uh at stophackandroll.com you can email us at james or brandon at stophackandroll.com please rate and review our podcasts on itunes um brandon isn't letting me drink any water until people rate and review our podcasts so please do that so that i can continue to exist i thought that was just a protean maybe it is but it applies maybe, to maybe, roll i'm too. gonna just leave it in so um uh, well if you like masks check out protean city uh but also check out our uh network buddy game closet the latest episode uh, was with Samantha Day, and it's it's a fantastic episode. Taylor does a great job. Samantha's so interesting. It's a it's a really definite listen. Yeah, I will I confess I have not listened yet, but I was looking up the things that Samantha Day has worked on, and she wrote a wrestling RPG um, about wrestlers who are competitors and also maybe lovers. And I super need to buy that game and listen to this podcast now. We make this podcast with the support of our Patreon backers. We have two new backers to welcome. They are Hella Drawings and Lieutenant. And we'd like to thank all of our some of our old favorites as well. Um, people like the It You Trash Crew, Spencer Austin, Rich Howard, Troy Pitchelman, Aaron Olson, Randy Lubin, and Refined Ursine, who I think is our friend Declan. Um, oh, yeah. And... Um, we actually just played a uh, Protean City episode with the a couple of members of the you Crash Crew. Yeah, we did. They were recently yeah. uh, the, some mermaids. So uh, awesome. check them out too. Um, we did hit our $50, $150 a month uh, goal again. So okay. um, at some point when both of our lives become crazy, I know we've promised this like three or four times now, we do need to do the live show so people can hear this awesome. like all this mess live. All the nonsense. Um, and then Perfect. watch me edit too. So... I think we, uh, yeah, we'll do it. In, in maybe maybe not the next one, but the next one after that. Um, cool. I just need to stop Sounds traveling. To really, is the thing we finally <laughs> hit the point where like you can kind of reliably record a podcast even with the baby. Yeah. I just need to stop moving. Um, <laughs> so 
So that's great. So, so we'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So if you'd like to help support our show and future shows, check us out at patreon.com slash stop, hack, and roll. If you can't support us financially, consider becoming a part of our community and helping us grow and build that way. Join us on Discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. So as you are bargaining for more power to turn your head into a flaming skull <laughs> so that you can achieve have uh, a skull so that, that you is can, on fire. so that you can have a flaming skull <laughs> and also then bargain further to have the flaming skull finish your game for Metatopia for you. <laughs> Don't forget to stop, hack, and roll. I'm Googling, seeing who it is. Or I'm not. It could be that I just can't find it. Um, it doesn't matter. This is extra. It's, um, it's Gabriel Luna. Pulling it up now. I don't know if I know this guy. Yeah, I don't know if I know. He is very good. He is such a good ghostwriter. Oh, I do know this guy. He was in Bernie. Who was he in Bernie? This is so off topic. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I marked, so we're not going (laughs) to. Okay, um, good. (laughs) But, yeah, he is so good. But in any case. I I just, like, cannot, like, he perfectly hits that ghostwriter. Feel that you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's look. Okay, so let's mark back in.